this is chilling. What more can I say? Top villain. Hey, you are listening and watching to the number one podcast for the culture, the movement, and the discussion. You are in for a treat on this episode. One of my dear friends and one of the best stand-up comedian actors in the game. A lot of people call him the Roast Master General, <laughs> a.k.a. about to blaze your ass when you see a show. But I love his enthusiasm, and he's a Jersey native such as I. And we have a long history, and it's been a long time waiting to get him on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Jeffrey Ross in the building. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. You need it. You need it. Hey man, listen. Brick it is City. Brick City. Uh, cats don't know how far we go back. Like we don't even look like we would know each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't know like our careers. Kind of like you know, I, I want to say they kind of came in the same vein together. We were in Jersey. We didn't have a lot of comedy clubs. No. There was a there was everything was a restaurant slash club, right? <laughs> we was like smelling like French fries and shit for the first couple of years. <laughs> working know, for French working fries. Working for French fries. And maybe we get a spot and maybe Louis Ferranda would let us do like extra <laughs> 12 minutes for some chicken wings and shit. Love you guys. Right. Louis well, Ferranda. Remember that? I talked to him. I, he's still a supporter of the comedians. Absolutely. And of, and of myself. You know, it's funny, I always say like, shows come and go, movies, whatever, it's mm -hmm. all great. But it's the friendships that Did sustain us yes. through this business. Absolutely. And through this life. I met Bill, I met you, I'm, I know I'm talking to the audience now because I'm just gonna take over for a second. And Bill was always rooting for his friends, always rooting for the Jersey comics. Yes. <laughs> you, you, before you created that whole scene in Newark at the Peppermint, uh -huh. Before all that, I met you online, online, outside, online. It yeah. looked like a soup kitchen, but it was the line was it to like, audition. Was it, was it like uh, Catch a at the Improv? At the Improv. In Hell's Kitchen, New York oh, City. Oh, man. And I guess we were next to each other in a long line of people waiting to get two or three minutes to audition for uh, that club. Um, and I was just astonished by the fact that you were also born in Newark, like me, a Newark native, a Jersey guy. Yes. <laughs> and, but you, we all look like we were home. You looked great. And I was like, this guy's a star. This guy looks like a star. And if he's on this line, then I must be doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, everybody got it. You can't, you can't cheat the game, you know, back then for cats that didn't know when we talking early 90s, you know what I'm saying? Bill um, had a houndstooth perfect suit on perfect but uh, but i only had two only had two suits <laughs> and i just used to interchange them you know what i'm saying i always wanted to look like a star that was one of my things like i didn't want to look like an amateur yeah i said what if i look like i'm already a star they might pick me or whatever strategy, you know that man. was my strategy i wanted to look like a star and I, I it worked for me you know i dressed very very nicely i looked kind of professional i guess because i was coming out of the corporate world and so i was like oh. I, I didn't have I didn't have like a bunch of suits I just had like the right suits to right. wear and I always had a little skinny tie or something you know yeah. and I never looked like a comedian I thought that was like the thing that people were like who's that guy like, right you look like an entertainer yeah and then immediately you popped in a MTV and cool stuff and I was like oh yeah that strategy absolutely worked and you did influence <laughs> me because when I started really Starting to pop off on the roast, I started wearing tuxedos and suits. Oh, you all start the time. getting jazzy! I see you. I was hitting Nutrisystem, trying to be skinny. <laughs> I thought that was my future. It was like 
I was gonna be a good looking guy. But but listen to this, listen to this, Jeffrey. Like people will not know that what I know, like long hair, crazy, wow. Was, I just remember me, you and Jay Moore swinging for every ball to try to knock it over the gate. You know, doing uh, rascals, doing yeah. like these little shows and like you said, shooting over to the city. People don't know how hard it is to do, to grind. What was it like for you? Like, did you, cause initially when I um, first met you, you weren't roasting, right. you were just doing stand-up. Right. You, were, you didn't even get to that groove yet. How, right. how, how was it for you initially? It was a way to express myself. Mm -hmm. I never, th I didn't have relatives in show business. Okay. Newark, Union, New Jersey. Correct. Later Springfield, New Jersey. I didn't come from a background in the arts at all. So to me, it was creative writing. It was a way to talk. I was shy, but it was a way to talk in public and express myself. Mm -hmm. And I always, I was always astonished by the fact that somehow miraculously, I was born in a free country. Right. Where I could talk. <laughs> I could talk shit. I could, I could have a good time. And when the first time I ever saw like, you know, a comedian curse or like curse words in a magazine, like, you know, I thought it was just a, so interesting that, oh, in some countries, you're not allowed to do that. And I always liked the comedians. Uh, I was into the rock stars like Eddie Murphy and the Blues Brothers and Cheech and Chong, mm -hmm. people that were like using music and co like big crazy acts. And that just blew my mind. And, and you were, and here's the thing, man. And I feel like everybody's career is different and everybody's uh, trajectory is different. Like I remember, it, it, it feels, let me give you a perfect example of how your career looked to me from, from this side. I love this. My, your career looked to me like you looked like a guy that always got on base, but you was looking for the home run. You always got a hit. Like you never got out and struck out. You got up, you always got a solid hit, got on base, got the second, got the third. How about this? 20 years in, I start seeing you hit home runs. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> you was like, you was on some gangster shit, yeah. boom, knocking the ball out the park. And I think that's a tribute to your work ethic. Like you never stopped grinding. Like I, I'd see you in a small comedy club, then I'd turn around and see you at Radio City Music Hall with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> like, I, like, I'd, like I'm like, yo, what's up? You're like, hey, Bellamy, hey, Bellamy. That's <laughs> oh yeah. So what, what do you think was the, the thing that really said, all right, now the industry it's, it's sort of like saying, okay, this guy's the real deal, and now I'm hitting the balls that I want to hit over the gate. For me, it was endurance. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I put everything second to comedy. Now I have more of a life, and I, 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 I'm a better uh, human being. Breaks and, <laughs> right, yeah, right. sure. Uh, but it was endurance, sheer endurance. And part of it was for me, to endure is to enjoy the process. I always love not just telling the jokes at Radio City Music Hall, but writing the jokes, trying them yeah, out of my friends, going to the clubs, calling my sister, saying, is this funny? Is this too much? Can I get away with this? You know, and, and, and just figuring it all out. What are you gonna wear? Who's coming? I love the process. And sometimes you have bad days, sometimes you bomb, sometimes you kill. You gotta kinda, You've got to be numb to the to the fact that you could fail. Like I just have an unrelentless sort of like attitude of positivity about it. 
Like I never, I never thought I would ever lose. I was just like, I'm gonna figure this shit out. I'm gonna go get it right. You and always it, were like that. Yeah, you like, but I mean, positive. like, just passion, like the passion of a tiger or something. Like, I gotta get out of Jersey. I gotta figure out how to be be good in New York. I'm gonna, they're gonna know me in Philly. I'm, I'm gonna figure out how to be the best comedian in Connecticut. Like, I just kept taking state by state. Like every time I showed up, I wanted to be the best comic. So that that still to this day is like my fire. Like I. Still still feel like I want to prove that I'm that funny, right? Do you feel like you have a chip too? <laughs> uh, you know, pretty early on, I didn't go in with the, with the winning attitude that you went in. I went mm -hmm. in like I had lost almost everything I cared about in life. Mm -hmm. My parents, my grandfather, everyone who took care of me uh, had died. And I was like, or anyone I cared about and loved. And I was like, well, I'm sort of like untethered I'm just kind of floating out there like some astronaut movie, right. you know, like <laughs> in the I, universe. I don't have to make anybody proud. What would be like the wildest thing to do right now? Uh, and I took a comedy class. Wow. A couple of years, I went to film school up in Boston and I was like making training films and kind of doing stuff in New York City, live with my grandfather. I was just some fat loser living in New Jersey, like trying to figure it out. All right. my friends were making money in Wall Street and I was right. I had some weird film degree from like <laughs> some yeah. And it wasn't like I was coming out of like, you know, a, a cr I just I didn't know. I didn't have anything to I didn't have anyone to tell me, guide me, no showbiz in the family. And my buddy Mark was like, let's just go to this comedy class. Try to learn comedy let's learn it and as soon as i did it once i loved it some you know chick talked to me some navy dudes were in the audience like talking to me and i was like oh this is like a way to be cool to make friends yeah. to have a social life oh you you looked at it from a whole nother game i like that though i was hey, i could talk to people right and i didn't, say what i want i never wanted to be famous for me it was i said to myself in that moment i love this so much i'm not gonna let it kill me if I do it once on TV for 10 minutes or eight minutes, whatever the TV show was, I, I'll be fine if I never do it again. I'm gonna do this like a hobby so that it doesn't break my heart. And I've been doing it like a hobby for 30 something years Jesus now. Christ. Can we get a round of applause for that? <laughs> Thank you. Just do it like you don't give a fuck. The people that know you now and I love, love, love that you post your roast yeah. on your social media <laughs> because you solidified your lane and let motherfuckers know, don't cut on my show if you will get your shit <laughs> toe up. Like you cut on my show, you gonna have a good time, but you go on, you gonna leave with your ass ate out, right? <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the cool thing about it is you still have your charm and it's not like, uh, it's not mean spirited, but it shows how fast you think in the moment, bro. Yeah. And you have great memory. I saw you roast someone do two, three jokes, and you used a callback from the one you said. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, that's... See, for a comic, I'm like, that yeah. is some gangster shit. <laughs> I remember vividly you doing it just a little <laughs> bit of your show. Uh -huh. I remember, like, when I... 20 years ago, I'd see you do your thing, and you would do it from the stage, and you'd talk about somebody like here. Right, right, here, right, here. right, right. When you brought the show to the stage... Yeah. Game changer. Yeah. Now everybody can see Thank what you. you see. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you got to give you the flower. That was gangster. What made you do that? 
modern times. I felt like in the old days, mm-hmm. comedians, Don Rickles, one of my idols. You gotta be your hero. They, you, people clamored to sit in the front row mm-hmm. uh, and get uh, roasted. But in that modern age, I feel like, sure people want front row seats, but they don't always have, I don't know, uh, volunteer. I make. I want my fans if they want to get roasted to come volunteer. up here and get the it. The world has evolved, <laughs> where I, I don't like to make jokes behind people's back. I'm right. not good at pranks. Right. I don't like getting pranked. I'll roast. If I love you, I'll roast you to your face. Right. I, I, I don't talk about you behind your back. I'll, if I can't say it to you, then I don't talk about you. Right. And, I love it though, and that to me is really fun. <laughs> because everybody bro, wants a target you... on their back. You annihilate people so well, and the audience loves it. It's like, it's just juggernauts of jokes. Like, <laughs> just like the outfit, what they said, what they look like. You, you, And this is the brilliant thing about comedy that people, hopefully when they watch your social media, Jeff yeah. Ross, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> You will see the amount of improvisation you're doing yeah. and the amount of wittiness. It's like, it's fine. It's like, brow, 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 brow. like, like, bro. And you, but you make it look effortless. That's what I love. It's like you just chilling like this. So what's your name? Yeah. And boy, <laughs> you blow the chain off their neck. You blow the ears off. You like, ah, cool. Don't worry about. It. What are you laughing about? Bow! <laughs> and like, so you do, you go, you go down the road and everybody gets the guillotine. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I love that. No it's, mercy. No. I do my show, um, most of my regular show, which I'm working on, mm-hmm. which I'm very loving being on stage, loving talking to people about life and death and some, some personal stuff. And at the end is a release I say the lights come on, and I go. Who wants to get? Who's celebrating something? Who's pregnant? Who's right. disabled? What you got? What, what you, you got? got going on? And people start leaving out of their chairs. They want to come see and you, And I'll bro. pick like eight or ten off the right out of the right out of the audience. Doesn't matter if it's a comedy club or an arena. You don't matter. Oh, they God, come I up. Love you for that. They come up, and and it's like the most punk rock thing. I feel. Like I have a superpower when it's happening, Bro. because people I'm normalizing people's appearance. They're up there to feel empowered. They want to own it. They want to laugh. They want to be seen. Yeah. I get every shape and size. I've learned, Bill. You're a beautiful person. You're a very handsome guy. But There's no such thing me. as a normal looking person anymore. Everybody's like kind of the same. That's the world we live in now. Right, you know, right. like everyone's beautiful. Uh, so. To me, the roast kind of embodies that. I say I only roast the ones I love. You opt in and say, roast me. I consider oh, that God. an honor Come to roast get it. A, a, a fan <laughs> at one of my shows. And yeah. man, I had a, I have people with deformities. I had a guy with, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> cerebral palsy the and other day begging up. me. His wheelchair came flying up to the front <laughs> and, 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 
Sometimes. But yo, you can't. But if you opt in, is it is what it is. It and is. I it's, think it's, the it's fact. Off. I think that the fact that you don't like, you do not shut down for nobody. That makes it even more because they're like, I know he's not gonna kill the guy in the wheelchair. I know he's not gonna kill the old man that's sitting there that's shaking. You tear his ass up. I had a Mexican guy with a <laughs> shirt with his sleeves cut off his shirt the other day. I posted this one. It said, "You look like you stormed the Capitol on Cinco de Mayo." <laughs> What makes you say shit like that? Like it's just what pops the first flash that sometimes, comes in your brain. Sometimes, sometimes I think of it so fast that I have to hold it because it doesn't even look real. Like I'm like, oh, this guy, you know. Because and sometimes if somebody's really over the top, like. I'll put him towards the end of the lineup. Save him for the banger. Because I know I got a banger <laughs> coming up. I, I'm like, I got my own little like. You're like, I'm saving him the for the right. end because I got the bank. So you already got that one cocked. You got that one in the back of your head. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's man. gangster. I had a fat couple uh, in New Orleans. Uh, uh, um <laughs> They were, you know, uh, it was Mardi Gras, and uh, they came on stage, and they were just this big, fat couple, right? These just straight up, like, crab cake eating, honky, <laughs> like, uh, Louisiana folks, right? Just eat butter for everything. And I said, and they came on stage, and there's a, now this is a, <laughs> this is a, I have a jumbotron. This is with Dave Chappelle, uh -huh. and and, uh, and we're. All eyes, 18,000 people in this arena are staring at this couple like, what is Jeff going to say? And I'm like, you guys married? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, did you meet on Fat Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> now, it's the, the joke's funny, but when you see, when the whole room fill, fill, of people sees these two like, their oh boobs God. start bouncing up and down. Oh their knees God. start buckling, and everyone around them on stage starts falling over. So you, it's like rolling a strike and watching the pins go bam. Oh my God, <laughs> Jeff! It's the best. It's speed roasting. Bro, I call I'm, it I'm speed literally. Uh, listen to me. Listen to me. Go listen see, to yeah. me. I'm seriously giving you your flowers. There's no other. The only person is would be your godfather, Don Rickles, and Don Rickles <laughs> was brutal. And he was not cutting no corners. Like he couldn't exist in this this soft ass world we live he in right now. He would have <laughs> just went against it anyway. He wouldn't have never changed up. <laughs> but for us, our generation, our you being our Don Rickles of this generation, Thank where you. you're still truthful and saying what you see, it is brilliant, bro. Thank it's you. like throwback comedy, like the raw, like real stuff, right? And that's why it's killing on social media, bro. I stopped the other night. I, I gave you three, four minutes. I had to I had to see the whole thing. By the way, a lot of this fans are just throwing up. I don't even put this stuff up. I, I, I oh, just, they th oh, they put it up for you. Yeah, yeah oh, that's and, even and better. I, and I don't even, I just watch it like a fan. Sometimes yeah, like, I'm like, I forgot all yeah, about like, this. Like, that guy's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people send me clips all day of, of jokes I forgot about. Bro, but see, when you do it in the moment, when you do it in the moment, it's, it's, it's lost in that moment, but it's captured by film. Because you do it, like you just said, Fat Tuesday, like it fit. Like, that's brilliant, bro. Like, honestly, Thank I remember you, when this first started cultivating, and I'm gonna say this is probably like 15 years ago, when they start asking you to, to roast 
celebrities at the big right. Friars Club kind of thing. Right. And I remember the first time you did it, I said, uh-oh, he on one. <laughs> I said, oh, they oh, should. Man. that's almost like when you give a comic that's good or a singer the microphone and they can really sing. I said, when they gave that motherfucking mic to Jeff, Oh, it's a wrap. You're not getting it back. You I, did that seamlessly. With, like, you I was couldn't a, look back. Bro, you was annihilated. I found my Yankee Stadium right there, baby. Boom. And you have not looked back, man. I, I, I give you your flowers because in life and, you know, in our careers, you, man, it's like fun. it's hard to find, like, what's my thing? Like, you know, what's my thing? What do people love about me? me you know what i mean you know am i this am i that am i you know i'm right. laid back what's your hook what's you know? your mood i like i i remember like when bill burr was coming up and i remember bill burr and i was doing shows back in the day and he was like bellamy you know i don't know i'm kind of irritating you know what i mean i, I don't know if they get me you know what i mean I'm, 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 I'm you know you know how bill burr is you know what i'm saying and i'm like bill you're fucking funny bro don't worry about them just keep pounding out you man he was trying to figure out you know I'm a, and I, and but i knew what he meant it's like what will they like me for what will people because we do want to be loved by our fans and we do want to get appreciated you know but you when you own you mm. that's the magic there's only one jeff ross thank you you feel me that's and you, that's the hard part being an original yeah man we forget to just do you we be doing other people oh oh that's how you do it you got to okay, you got to do that kind of movie, then go over here, and the next thing you know, you could just do you, and they come to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what I, I that's it's the beauty the of it. I feel it's like, the best. I feel like, and I know you must have some of this, you know, we can, we have the best, I feel like the luckiest guy in the yeah, world. Yeah, me doing, too. Doing what we do. Yeah. I, I know it sounds corny or cynical or just like the best medicine, but I see how happy people get after comedy shows, and people have the blues, you know, all these things are way up: divorce, depression, things even worse. And it's and and comedy is like an escape valve, a what? release for for people. For me, for sure. During the pandemic, I was doing shows outside in parking lots here around Hollywood just to keep my sanity. Yo, I didn't know what to, to do, go out bro. Just to just to do something. I, I didn't have the man. COVID was tough because it was like I had all these ideas. I was still writing still writing jokes and know right. where to perform right you know what i'm saying and i'm like damn so I, I one of the things i started doing during the pandemic was sitting in my car and telling stories oh. and i i it was i was working on my book at the time and uh, i was re, re rehashing all these different memories in my life and funny shit that happened i just sat in my car and started telling the stories and those stories blew up like nitro bro wow. and, and going back to what you said doing your authentic you and it happened by mistake. I, 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 I used the pandemic to start, I never had dogs. Mm. I was, my sister got bit when I was little, but mm. you know, I was lonely and this old German shepherd from a rescue off the street. And it's, you never like, you never know where, I had lost a couple buddies and like something leaves you and then something else fills that space oh, in your heart. Man. and. and even though I like to roast people and I go in on people, the stand-up that I've been doing has a more personal touch, more sensitive, right? And then comes back with the roast. To right keep it now, ruthless. you hit it with that. You come back to the ruthless. <laughs> I want to take people on a journey. You know, it's like as we grow mm. at, as artists, like you and I have been doing this for a long time. Yes, I want to keep the audience surprised too. Absolutely. So that that that's at least post-pandemic what I've been trying to. 
think about. Now, with, with your career, the mm. thing that I feel, you know, and this is more personal, is that you seem like you're a loner, like, you know, like a lot of uh, comedians are, you know, we, everyone's not an extrovert. A lot of the funniest guys that, you know, we know when you see them off stage, they're yeah. chill, man. Like yeah. they're like low key cats, you know, they out the way, you know, they chill in the corner, you know, even Chris Rock, like I ran into Chris Rock um, at the cellar, I was just like a year ago, yeah. and I just was in the city, and I was like, I'm gonna go up tonight. Yeah. And he was working out. Yeah. OG sure. working out, working on a new new notes. show or whatever. And uh, and I said, Damn, what you doing, Rock? And he was like, Man, sitting in the corner in the dark, like just writing with his pencil paper, and he had his thing. And I'm like, You all right? Yeah, Bellamy. I'm just gonna have to get back on the road and do my thing. And I'm just. He seemed so nervous and out of the way, and I was like. He's a superstar. Like, you know, to me, I mean, I know we've been friends the whole way, but I'm like, he's still a superstar to me, you know what I mean? The world. And he's so shy. Like, he's literally very, very shy in real life. And I feel like you you have a lot of shy as well. How do you how do you go from being so shy in real life and then you turn up like Superman to be on stage? I was always able to use a joke. Like the more uncomfortable or awkward or you know, like I would be able to somehow make a joke that would break the ice, right? And get people to at least loosen up or something. Yeah, <laughs> listen to the next thing I might say, or have at least have the guts for them to say something. So for me, it was always comedy was like a nervous, like icebreaker, mm -hmm. and I like being on stage. I have to overcome. It took me a long time to really feel comfortable, but I was. I feel like. As soon as I started getting on stage, like I was a disc jockey in college and, you know, I wasn't comfortable in front of a microphone yet. And it wasn't until I just dropped myself in that environment that mm. I just sink or swim. I was like, if I didn't learn how to get comfortable and come out of my You're shyness sure. or my, uh, you know, a, a bashful, uh, I was going to have to go find a regular ass job. So it was like, right. so this You're like, was, and I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> so I just, I grew up around caterers. It was hard work. My father, grandfather, great grandmother were all caterers, weddings and bar mitzvahs in yeah. Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. So I wasn't, I didn't want to. Like, I, I really out. wasn't trying to cut up all the prosciutto and all the, <laughs> you know, the salami and the ham and make all the cheese. You was like, not doing no platters for the rest yeah. of my life. I nah. didn't make fake fruit cups and nah. my fingers were all red in high school. From, from the, the cherries? From the cherries, I had to put them on the fruit cups. <laughs> And I put, it was, and then I was a center for the high, my high school football team. I was the punt center. Okay. And my fingernails were red on Sundays. Because you would was, kick your fingers. Everybody, everybody thought I, I had nail polish on. Oh, that was from the cherries. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at that kid out there. He's yeah. got his fingernails polished. <laughs> so now in this world of, you yeah. know, sort of like cancel culture or, you know, people where they're, to me, I feel like it goes in waves every 10 or 15 years. We get soft and we, oh my God, we can't do this. Do you feel like we should fight against that to be authentic and keep comedy the way it's originally supposed to be? Well, comedy's supposed to not just push the envelope, but cross it, right? I mean, Absolutely. comics should be able to make mistakes mm -hmm. and go too far. But also, like I said before, like we can evolve just like every other member of the community. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not, when I, when I do a show, I want people to feel good and 
repeat the jokes and say, guess what Jeff Ross said about me oh last night God, and not be offended. Like I want to scratch the skin, but not break it. Okay. And I feel like I, no matter what the mood of the culture, the, the, the cancel culture, all that, like once you opt in to go to a comedy show, whether it's in a club or a theater or an arena or even, you know, on the internet, um, you're in. You don't yeah. have a right to be offended. No, you gotta have fun. Right. Yeah, it's like, leave, it, leave all your worries at the door. Otherwise, what are you doing with your life? You're like <laughs> walking around being a, offended by comedy. It's right. like, what are you doing? But you people know? are, man. People I don't even think, me. I think most of it's not real anyway. I think people just use whatever they can to further their agenda, their social media. If I go, oh, I call this person out, then people will follow me. You know, a lot of, no one's actually offended. You know, it's more like, oh. Right, right, right. I mean, but I, I find like I do my comedy the same way. Like I have to write from the heart. Like for me, we mentioned this earlier, being authentically you, you know, I think people who are Bill Bellamy fans want to see Bill be Bill, like not me sure. tiptoeing and oh my God. Oh my you know, God, they I would, never, they'd I, be I would, so Oh mad. my God, I can't even imagine me trying to do that shit. Like that don't even make no sense. I don't even think like that. Like, I don't even think soft or, or, or like halfway. I got to say, just like you said, Fat Tuesdays. Like, right. I'm like, that shit would be right. That's right. it. Don't say nothing else but Fat Tuesdays. What would, what would the, they both fat. What would, the, what, would the, what would Booty Call have been if it had to be like family friendly? Oh, it wouldn't even be Booty it would Call. Be like, it would be like date night. <laughs> <laughs> It would be, it would be, it'd be so lame, man. You gotta, you gotta go smile for dial, sm smile <laughs> dial, yeah, booty, bootylicious. Send me a picture of your smile. But, but think about this: for all the, um, for all the laughter that we provide to the world um, and travel amongst the world, we do, you know, go through some tough times. Like for me, yeah. um, you know, I lost two of my favorite, you know, comedians, kind of like. Know, and within a year's time, like we lost Bob Saget, um, who I just recently, you know, um, talked on the, on on the phone, mm -hmm. really, and it was just so crazy. Couldn't believe that. That, that was one, that, that, that was. I'm still not over that one. Exactly. And then um, Tyler Craig, which is a guy who uh, did my show, who's got jokes, was a really really funny guy. And um, out of nowhere, boom! Like I was just like, wow. And so when you when you have people close to you and you have the same kind of friends I have, it just does something to you where you think about your morality, you know what I mean? Um, you know, you think about your mortality right. and like, oh my God, like I'm on the road, you know, by myself sometimes and, you know, um, I'm doing what I love, you right. know, does, do people care about me personally? Right. right. Do, how does that make you feel like when you see you know, a guy like a Bob Saget, who we all hung out with, who we mm -hmm. all did shows with love. That's like, you know, David Arnold. I was on the phone with him. I saw him the week before. This was what I'm saying. Two days, two yeah, days before crazy. he was. Well, that's what's so upsetting. It's Bill, so crazy. Is that these guys weren't like rotting away somewhere. These guys were out there They're doing good on the road, man. You know, and in Bob's case, on the road, on the road, and um, you know, you know texting uh, text you, checking on you. Sure. You know, there's certain guys that check on you. 
Yeah. Like George Wallace, you know, would just send me a text and say, hey, B, you doing? He always called me son. Hey, son, you all right? You all right, man? You out there? And he's, I love you. And ain't nothing you can do. But you know how he is, right? <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Bob would be like, Bellamy, Bellamy, we got to get together. Yeah. We got to get together for dinner, Eat man. some meat. Eat some meat. <laughs> <laughs> and so you miss that, you know, when Everybody should have a friend like Bob Saget. Everybody. Every, everyone, man. I wish you all a friend like that, man. I, I miss that guy. I went to, uh, life's harder without that guy in my life. That guy, if I needed any advice, my doctor I got through Bob, my, so many of my friends through Bob. and you know, That's what was, I'm saying, yeah, that you don't realize yeah. the impact that a person has in your life. You invest in people, and then when they you lose them early, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Like, because there goes all that experiences you had together. I, 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 in my shows, I've been talking about Bob uh, a lot. I've been talking about uh, Bob Saget and Gilbert Gottfried a lot because oh. we lost them right in a row. That's what I'm saying, yeah. bro. And Will Smith, three in a row, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> the comedy world took some hits. <laughs> you know, I did not see that coming. <laughs> that one hurt because that hurt, I, yeah. because I have alopecia, right? And, and I'm he, starting in GI Jane too. So. Yeah, and so you. <laughs> It, it was really painful for it you to hurt, hear. That one hurt. That, that one hurt. That hurt a little bit. Yeah. So I had somebody with alopecia. I can laugh at myself. It took a long time. But. Yeah, but you, you, you have like this sort of, um, you have a gift for like looking at yourself and really just not giving a fuck. <laughs> Though. Am I getting roasted now? No, <laughs> not what I'm saying. Like you just don't give a fuck. Like I, I never. I, I look like I, I know I look like if Amazon sold a Jeff Bezos blow up doll. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like I would always see you. Like this is my. I look impression. like The Rock if every meal was his cheat meal. Every. <laughs> Yo, listen. I can take a joke. Yo, I have thick skin. It's listen, a Jersey thing. It's a Jersey thing. You you know, you just, you let it roll off your shoulders. But Jersey yeah. people have are born, like, with an outsider's perspective. Help me with this theory, being a Newark guy. Yes. And here's the proof. Wearing a Yankees hat. When we're in New Jersey, growing up in Jersey, you, ha you have to, we didn't have our own teams. We didn't have our own radio station. Right. We had to look into the slightly cooler thing. New York thing. New York. They yeah. had, you, if you wanted to see that, you had to go to New York or root for New York, even though you lived in New Jersey. And I think that helped give us a sense of humor. Yeah. Like you're never really quite fitting in. You're sort of. Like we're Jersey. Right. Yeah, yeah, like we not New York. Like, yeah. like we got to prove something. We got to, we got to step it up a little bit. We got to have, we got to be able to take a joke oh man listen man i've always had you know this love for you because it's like you remind me of my the beginnings of my career and whenever i see you and this is the funny thing about you you never want to be in the way like this is the <laughs> funniest thing you always act like you're not a star right so we had we had some hollywood shit and you got on a nice little you finally dressed up like you got some money <laughs> and you're like bellamy hey jeff Jeff, I know it's you. I'm just saying. Okay, cool. And you get your little cocktail, and you just wither off. Like, 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 like you not a fucking star. Like this is the funniest shit to me. I'm like Jeff, you are a fucking star too. Stop playing around. Do you do you realize that? I don't or are you feel doing that, that shit? I know. That's I don't what I feel that way. Why? 
Because I walk around the world going, what am I going to eat? Where am I going to pee? What time do I have to get up? Like, I, I don't even get to. You don't even realize the imprint you have right. put on the game, man. That is actually kind of cool. Though. Until I walk into your studio and I see eight dudes sitting around waiting for me to make fun of them. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I guess okay, shit just got real. Something happened. Something happened along this way of me being very, very, very unique that I think I hit my I hit my groove, man. You okay? uh, That's what I, I do appreciate. It. I feel uh, like sometimes I just can't believe it. Like, you know, with, I met D-Wade with you a little earlier today. And his first thing he said was best roaster. You're the greatest roaster. And I was like, how did this happen? Because, How dog, does this champion know that I'm even bro, in the world? Bro, 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 bro. It's like you are the chef and your food is so good. Everybody know about the restaurant because of you. You keep cooking that right. shit and it's, it's your sauce. Yeah. I don't know what you're putting in that motherfucker, but it's dope, bro. <laughs> and I, 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 I'm glad that you are hearing it and the universe is... Is, is giving it back to you, your flowers. You deserve that. Thank you know, you. you put your 30 in, 27, 29, whatever years it is, but it's great to have the universe give you your flowers, the love of the people. They appreciate you. They see your gift and they love it. Like you get people, like you said, they walk out of your shows like, Oh my God, he tore my ass off and I liked it. Yeah, yeah oh my God, no one ever called me that fat. I, I'm actually fat fat. Right. Like I'm fatter than the fattest, right. but I feel good about being fat. Like, it's oh, just sometimes, a, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's like, I thought you were gonna make fun of my boobs, but you made fun of my nose, that was so good. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, you do have boobs, but I saw your big ass nose. <laughs> so what's coming up uh, in your next coming, up, upcoming dates? We wanna, we wanna pump you up, man. Thank you, Bill. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little break in the summer. Go okay. to Portland in August, and then I, I start hitting it hard again. I'm gonna go to uh, um, I'm in Detroit in September, and at the uh, the Wilbur Theater in Boston I in love September. That um, yeah, and, shout and, out to Beantown. And, and then I'm working on a a, a a more ambitious theatrical thing that I think I'm gonna premiere at the New York Comedy Festival. Oh, that's how you feeling about it? Yeah, Are yeah. Are you stepping outside your comfort zone? Yeah, yeah. I like and that they, swag. I just got an offer from the New York Comedy Festival to try something new, something a th something I worked on a lot early in my career, more of a one-man show type of a Ooh. project. And mixed with uh, roasting, I think it could be like oh, really special. Everybody, so. everybody, you gotta do it. You gotta, you gotta premiere it in New York. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta I, go I, home I with that. I just wanna be on stage. Like I almost thought, I went to, I've been everywhere from, you know, Christchurch, New Zealand to, to, to Atlanta, Georgia and mm. back, you know, Paris, London, all in the last year. Like, I, I don't know if it was the pandemic, maybe you can shed some light on what you've been experiencing, but people missed comedy for a couple no, of years. We hear a lot of bullshit about out. like cancel culture, but the no. truth is the real fans they are laugh. packing these oh places. Oh my God, I was, I, my, my most sellouts ever was doing COVID. Yeah. During COVID, I, I never with I the mask on, with everybody's. the mask on and the shield and the damn between the two tables, them people was in there dying laughing. They needed it, yeah. bro. Comedy is medicine. I didn't. I always thought it was good, but during COVID, it showed me that people need us. They they enjoy that release and the endorphins that you get from laughter. Cause you can't cry and laugh. No. Like, you know what I'm saying? So once they come see us and they get that big release, they walk home, they're in the parking lot going, man, yeah. I'm so happy we went. Yeah, We should go tomorrow. I always <laughs> fantasize about when they're like in bed and I, they're, 
quoting some joke of mine to help like break the ice or right, like right. when people are like on a first date or maybe they haven't <laughs> been romantic in a while they've been together a long time i go i like being the wingman i like when people come to my show it's like kind of like an icebreaker like yeah, i'm yeah. there for you well that might be the title that might should be the title the icebreaker the ice you the like icebreaker that actually sounds right for you. Like not bad. the icebreaker. Yeah, because it's like, I'm going to bust this door down. I'm going to break it open. And once I open it, it's going to be bananas. The icebreaker tour. I'm going to think Ooh. about that. You hit something, Bill. Yeah, maybe you might have, I might have to come and do a couple spot days with you. Thank you. I, I never did a show with you like that. Uh, I've only done little, like, you do your 10 and I do my 10. But right. you need to see my hour. I'm mean. I want to come I'm out and see it. I'm bloody. I bet. I don't know if you want that fire. Then you could roast me. No. <laughs> You're pretty, you're, you'd be pretty sensitive though. Yeah, I probably will. I'll fight you, I'll fight you. <laughs> the jersey and me. I never did roast, I don't like them. Cause All I think these roasts, gonna... nobody ever took a swing at No, me. man, you You good. know I'm a black belt in karate, Thank right? Thank God, you better know jujitsu or something the way you be slicing Taekwondo. So here's a quick question before you get out of here. Um, we always play this fun sh part of our show, it's called All Facts. We ask you a question and all you have to do is tell the truth. If there were five people that you wanted to roast, but you never got a chance to, who would they be and why? Five people that I wanted to roast. But you didn't get a chance to. You living or living? Living or, or, living or dying. Or, or, or I would dying. love to roast Bob Dylan. That would be one of the greatest roasts ever because he, he's, uh, I love him. I love his music. He's a folk hero and he also is like very roastable because yeah. he's old and crumpled and has a bad voice. Right. So it'd be good. It'd be good. That'd be a right? home run. Uh, Kanye uh, would be an epic roast. Oh uh, he loves would, comedy, would, but don't know if he could take the I jokes. I don't think he could take none of them. But I would pay a $1,000 a ticket for that. He needs to be roasted by yeah. a Jewish person. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, yeah. A, I'm not, I'm not a, you know, like, I'm a very forgiving. I'm probably the only Jewish guy in America still wearing my Yeezys. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You still support. I pay good money for these. <laughs> All right, you so know. you got Kanye, got Bob Dylan. All right, I want to roast Tom Brady. We've been oh, talking about that'd that. That'd be nice. I want to, we've been talking about that. Uh, that, that to me, uh, would be an epic way to send him into his next phase. Oh, oh my God. And uh, I would like to roast, uh, I always figured Stevie Wonder would be one of the more epic roasts because um, of all the reasons we love Stevie, plus he has an amazing sense of humor. I've seen him be self-deprecating, yeah. and I've seen him roast his band at his concerts. <laughs> so I feel like a Stevie Wonder. Very rare you get to roast someone who cannot see. Right. And to me, that would be and a, he, a, iconic. A, iconic, and the jokes would be like once oh, in a lifetime. Jesus Christ, you would kill. And, and I think a lot of big stars would come out for that one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love Stevie. Uh, one more, hell, man. Mm. Uh, hmm. What do you think? I would say if you got somebody like What would Kanye, your dream to see that? What? I would love for you to roast Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. Oh, you would great. just have, like, you got so many things you could hit. That's the thing, like, because you know you go from moments in their lives that they could flip and this and that, and you've had more than this, and oh, my God. Oh. I already got... You know, it'd be a good roast because you could just see she has thick skin. <laughs> <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> only on Top Villain could you be so authentic, so you, and so roastable. Ladies and gentlemen, let's make some noise for Jeffrey Ross. Jeff Ross in the building, only on Top Villain, coming you, through. Thank you, brother. Hey, man. It was great catching up with you. Oh, man. my God. I love it, bro. I love it. Milk is chilling. This is chilling. What more can I say? Top Villain. Top